Hey everyone. So today we're going to talk about food because A, I love food and B, I want to start bringing back in a little bit more of my nutrition background. So I'm a certified holistic nutritionist and within that what I really really love is to bring together the body, the mind, and spirit. So holistic to me does truly mean well-rounded and to be well-rounded it's not just thinking about how does my body look and feel, but am I taking care of my mental health, my mental fitness and clarity? Am I taking care of whatever spirit or spirituality or religion, if that's your jam, what does that mean? What am I taking care of it? Am I connected to it? So within this, when we're thinking about a personal yoga practice, be it asana, be it meditation, pranayama, be it all of the nuances and intricacies that truly make up yoga, we have to consider the whole picture. So yoga is more than simply asana. It's way, way more than physical practice. It truly is that holistic and well-rounded approach. It's a philosophy. It's a way of life. It is body, mind, and spirit. It takes into consideration all of the koshas, all of the levels and layers of the physical, mental, emotional, energetic, and spiritual body. So within that, how are we taking care of it? So the aspect that we're going to be focusing on today is nutrition. The food that you eat that does truly fuel, and what I think is that it also heals you. It is medicine. And nutrition, I think, is a very hot topic at the moment, especially with this Oh, passion and effort to dismantle the atrocity that is diet culture and the horrendous impact it's having on body image, confidence, and self-esteem. But I'm going to leave the diet culture conversation for another day because that's something that gets me very riled up and I want to stay on track and we'll unpack that as we go because it is something that's near and dear to my heart and I see, I see the damage that it's doing. So I do want to have that conversation. So before we dive into nutrition and using it as a tool and befriending it in many ways, I will say that when I was in school for holistic nutrition, I absolutely had the honor of being surrounded by lecturers and like-minded people who were of the same mind and did really honor that diet culture has nothing for us. It has no place in today's society. And the more we feed into it and perpetuate it, the more harm we're doing to ourselves and others. So I'll preface what I'm about to share with you with the promise that I'm not here to judge, to shame, to change anyone. I love bodies and I love all bodies. I love shapes and sizes and abilities and other abilities and everything in between. And I love the innate wisdom that bodies hold. I love how badass they are. I love how they move and how they function and everything about them. So let's talk about it in a way of how do we cultivate that? How do we harness and encourage this badassery that is our physical body? Because it's magic. When you think about what our body can do, it's incredible. So today I'm highlighting two nutrient components that may further support your brain health as well as the stamina to not only continue your personal practice, 
but to also start to thrive in it. What does that look like? So why I'm talking about food is I'm hoping to start to shift the conversation towards a more healthy and balanced relationship with food and seeing it as a source of nourishment, of joy, of fuel, and truly of medicine. So the first player I'll introduce today is healthy fats, and namely omega-3. So it's called an essential fatty acid, or an EFA, for a reason. She's essential. Your body needs these EFAs, but can actually produce them. So these are things that we do actually have to get from our diet. Studies have shown that by supplementing with something like fish oil can actually help to reduce the symptoms of depression and anxiety. And I think that's really, really amazing because if we think about if it has the power to do that, think about how much benefit it has with overall mental health, with regulating moods day to day, even if we're not experiencing symptoms or states of depression and anxiety. So it really starts to show just how much it supports that whole aspect. So within that, a big, big part of maintaining and thriving a personal practice is your mental health and making sure that it's nourished and supported through the foods that you consume. It's also been shown these omega-3s, essential fatty acids, they've been shown to reduce inflammation and to support the health of your joints. So if you have a physical practice, it's really important in order to keep your body well lubricated, to keep it articulating and functioning properly. We want the functioning of our body long term. So let's lubricate, support and protect through things like essential fatty acids. And y'all, this is by no means an exhaustive list of benefits. There's so, so many, like one resource shows 17 different benefits of omegas, omega-3 in particular. So this is by no means exhaustive. I'm just throwing some top tips at you. So when we think about mental health and joint health, we want to maintain that overall for our own personal practice. So great sources of this include salmon, avocado, nuts and seeds. So think things like flaxseed, or for those in New Zealand, linseed, chia seeds, and walnuts. A little fun fact for you, walnuts are really, really good for the brain. And if you actually look at a walnut, it kind of looks like the brain. So we can look at these foods and see the purpose that they serve. Just like if you cut a carrot, a cross-section of a carrot, it looks like an eye. And carrots are really, really good for eye health because of the different vitamins, minerals, and compounds that they have in them. It's like food is smart. And if we actually work with our food, we can start to see these little kind of like cool tricks and tips that the food is trying to hint at us. So go and get those foods all up in your diet. There's vegetarian sources, vegan sources, as well as meat sources. So you can find that in there. Next up, antioxidants. These little gems are helping to fight the free radicals in your body. So think of these as kind of like the villains that can really wreak havoc if levels get too high. So free radicals are actually useful and they do ser serve a purpose for different functions in our body, but that has to be maintained at a balanced level. If these are left unchecked, this is when we can actually lead to illness and disease. So by getting antioxidants, yes, the body produces them, 
but we can support the body by getting it through our diet as well. And bringing these antioxidants in help to protect different cell membranes and different components of our body, tissues, all of that, against these free radicals. So by maintaining this balance, we start to see how it is that we can counter the effects of something called oxidative stress. And that's something that we want to really keep in check for overall well-being. We get free radicals through a plethora of sources. It can be through lifestyle, it can be through stress, be it physical stress or exhaustive exercise can also increase oxidative stress as well as environmental factors. So we're surrounded by it, but we can use these little antioxidants as kind of our shield. Like when we go to battle, we've got our shields up and then the free radicals can't do their bad boy thing. So thinking about that, it's important to get these through foods like, mm, let's speak to, well, dark chocolate, because who doesn't love some dark chocolate? But the caveat to that is to get the true and beneficial amount of antioxidants, the higher the percentage, the better. So anything under 70%, like don't waste your time, that's just a little sweet treat. If you want the actual vitamins, minerals, and nutrients from dark chocolate, try and get as high of a percent as possible over that 70% mark. So antioxidant-rich foods include vitamin C-rich foods, vitamin E, and foods that have flavonoids. Don't get caught up in the nitty-gritty of that. Just think to yourself, okay, what foods are high in these nutrients? Pecans are really, really high. Blueberries, raspberries, strawberries. Goji berries are really great. You can throw that on top of your muesli or your granola. Then we've got things like beets, kale, and spinach. So we're starting to kind of see a trend. The more whole food direction we go, the better. So if we're getting foods that legit come from the earth, well, we can almost sometimes guarantee that those foods are gonna be healthier for us than something that comes in a package. So when you look at your plate, think to yourself, where did this food actually come from? Is this real food? Is it whole foods? Because I mean, whole foods, the more you can get those in your diet, the better. Because we know that there's gonna be vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, not just because of their makeup, but because of the soils that they're coming from. And yes, a lot of soils are becoming more nutrient deficient, unfortunately, but there's ways that you can balance that out as well. And we'll speak to that in coming episodes of how to actually supplement in those ways because it's, we wanna make this as easy as possible and get these nutrients from straight from the source. So in another episode, I'm going to chat about things like protein, carbs, and all of the other food goodness. We'll talk about superfoods and all of that and how it helps to actually protect your cell membranes, your cellular structure, how they help to be precursors to different things, helping with hormone production, how it is that they help with tissue regeneration and growth, maintenance in the body. So all of these different things we'll start to unpack over time. And why we're starting to link these together and starting to highlight them is because I really want to reiterate just how well-rounded 
and lifestyle driven yoga truly is. Yoga is so much more than the asana. So I don't really want to sit here and be another one that talks about shapes and asanas and this and that. Let's deep dive. Let's get into it. What's actually happening behind the scenes and how do we support behind the scenes to keep your physical practice strong and resilient so that you can continue to do it until you're like 120 because when we take care of ourselves our lifespan increases so one day maybe we're living to that age or whatever that looks like for you so for today what I want to kind of leave you with is really think about where you're getting your sources of healthy fats how does eating those foods make you feel So when you're eating them, so say you've got an avocado or say you're eating a slice of salmon, whatever that looks like, can you envision these little like fatty cuties going through your body and lubricating and protecting and supporting your cells and your tissues? Like have that mind-body connection. If you're a visual person, use your imagination and really see it. If you are a feeling type person, can you sense into the moment that your body is actually metabolizing and assimilating these nutrients. Can you start to see these foods as the ally that they are in your mental, your joint, and your tissue health? And then when you start to seek out antioxidants, can you feel the resilience that they bring to your whole being? Can you feel them actually starting to balance out the free radicals and keeping things in check, kind of like your personal bodyguard? doing things inside to help you feel that resilience. So the best way that I personally have found to shift my relationship with food is to befriend it. I used to use food as just something that either got me through the day or served a purpose in the moment. I had a really unhealthy relationship with food. Diet culture had me in its grips, thousand percent. And I'm trying to still dismantle that within myself and also dismantle it within the greater community. So in that befriending moment, try and see the health and the benefits that each of these nutrients are offering you. Think about it from head to toe. Think about it from the inside out. There are certain foods that are really good for your hair and certain foods that are really good for your skin. And not to make you look a certain way, but to bring that vitality to your being, to bring that overall health to who you are so you can show up moment to moment in a healthy and purposeful way. So when we think about that, really start to notice, okay, the next time you eat your meal today, look at it. See if you can point out each ingredient. See if you can point out what each of them is offering you. Which ingredient is the healthy fat? Which ingredient has quality protein? Where are my delightful antioxidants? And maybe there's other vitamins, minerals, or nutrients that you can name. But if you're new to this, and maybe don't know what's what yet, that's totally fine. One resource that I really love is Healthline. So H-E-A-L-T-H-L-I-N-E.com is one of my absolute favorite because it's expert reviewed. I know that it's quality information. I know where it's coming from. And it's an online source where you can literally just type in the name of the food or 
the nutrient that you want information on. You can type in hormones or symptoms that you're noticing and know that you're getting actual evidence-based and expert-reviewed knowledge behind it. And you'll get a whole bunch of easy-to-digest facts around it. And yes, pun absolutely intended. So by offering this platform of research, I really want you to know that I'm not advocating for obsessing over nutrient content or calories or anything else in that realm, because I find that beyond unhelpful. It's very restrictive and it is a one-size-fits-all mentality, and that is not the case. We are also uniquely different and we need different things. So what I am advocating is getting curious about what really fuels and nourishes you. What foods make you feel the most yourself? What makes you feel vibrant? What makes you feel content? What foods make you feel strong? What foods bring a sense of resilience and health and vitality? Focus there. Nourish yourself by seeing food as the friend that it truly is and honor the cues that your body is giving you. What happens if you eat lunch when you're hungry rather than just because the clock says 12 p.m.? Or what happens when you eat at the times when your body's asking for it and not these preconditioned times of breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Notice. What if some days you do take a third helping of food because your body is starving and really needing to replenish its stores because you've had a massive day and been really busy or physically active. What does that look like? And I don't know that you'll actually know the answer to that until or unless you take the time to tune in, have an honest conversation with yourself. I'm simply here to offer these little nuggets of wisdom, a little slice of my brain, so that along the way, you can actually start to build your own innate understanding of yourself. So enjoy your food, enjoy each bite. Maybe you actually thank the nutrients for what they're doing to your body and how they're supporting you. And maybe you go a little bit further and actually thank each person that helped get it from wherever it came from to inside your happy little belly that's stoked to be eating whatever it is that you're eating and take a moment of appreciation. I think that in and of itself is a personal practice. There's so many elements that we can turn into a mindful moment, a moment of connection. This takes us out of our own personal siloed experience and helps us connect with our global community or our local community, depending on what we're eating and how it got onto our plate. So think about that. What is your personal practice when it comes to eating food? And how is it that you're working towards befriending your food? And I would love to know more. I would love to know how this landed for you, what you gained, what you want to know more about, and everything in between. So happy eating, everyone. <laughs>